Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Hey family, I am so excited to see you for midweek. So happy that you tuned in. And listen, God has some unique things for us today. I want you to do something wonderful as we get ready to start, something powerful. I want you to press that supernatural button, the share button, and bring on as many people as you possibly can. Invite them to come on. And a matter of fact, why don't you tag them in the comments? There is a word from the Lord. We're continuing in the same thought that we have been in. And I'm telling you, since last Wednesday, it's just been ringing in my heart. And the Lord shared some really specific things um, with me tonight for you. And I believe we're going to have a great time of supernatural teaching and allowing Holy Spirit to not only breathe upon what's been written, and what he's had me write down in preparation time, I believe that there's going to be some rhema words the Lord is going to release that I had even no idea that he would release tonight. So uh, I just want you to prepare your hearts for that. God's going to do some amazing things. He's going to touch his people in a very special way, okay? We're about to pray, but before I pray, I just really want you to ready yourself um, and really clear the space around you. I know we just came out of an hour of powerful prayer as a local church on Zoom, and uh, we're just going to kind of ride into that same grace of what we just experienced, and God's going to do some unusual things, so just really have your expectation high um, for whatever God might do. So even during the teaching, I believe that we can experience the supernatural, whether it's healing, breakthrough, miracles, um, just, just refreshing. I sense that tonight, that the Lord really wants to release refreshing upon many of us who are watching tonight. And so just let him do that. And you don't have to strive for it. And you don't have to press for it. It's just kind of releasing your identity of sonship. So just right where you are right now, just take a moment, uh, again, clear out the space and let's just pray for a moment. Father, we're just so grateful. We're so grateful that you've allowed us uh, to have some time with you tonight and not just some time with you, some time with our family. Yes, it's virtual, but Lord, we're, we're connected. We're connected as a covenant family. And we thank you today that you're doing something so special and unique for each and every one of your children, both watching it live or maybe even on the replay. We thank you today that you're touching their lives, Father. Uh, I thank you, Lord, this same grace that's present right now. I can sense even now, Father, your presence and the activity of heaven uh, descending even in these moments. And I thank you, Lord, that that thing is being expressed to YouTube. It's being expressed to Facebook, Father, and people right there in their home are being touched by your power and your grace. So thank you for what you're doing right now. We just honor what you're doing, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for that refreshing that's flowing so deeply to the souls of your people tonight. And, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're touching them, mind, body, and soul. We're grateful for what you're doing and what you're going to do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, if you're ready for the word, I just want you to type into the comments, I'm ready. Just let me know. Just type it into the comments, I'm ready. If you're ready for the word tonight and listen to me, it's your job to move into virtual evangelism. Now, I don't want you to sit and hear me say share and you just look at your phone <laughs> or your device. No, I want you to share 
and I want you to keep tagging people. And even you might want to go ahead and text some friends, some family members, and say, hey, we're live, and this word is going to transform your life. Like, who's going to ignore that? Hey, there's a word that's live that's going to transform your life. Just text that to some people. Let's get it on. Let's not just be complacent and say, whoever we have on is who we have on. I believe that it's your job to increase it. I don't know what the numbers is, but let's get it to 100 live at one time. Would you do that? So let's just go ahead and just invite, 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 and don't stop until you see that number, okay? So let's, let's, let's get, jump into the word. We're in Genesis, and we're in a series literally called Genesis. Last week, um, I started the topic, Created to Create created to create. And I want to continue in that thought because I surely didn't finish last week uh, um, with it. I actually, one of our partners uh, here at the church, his name is Russell. He saw me the other day. He said, you're going to be in Genesis till you're 80. And so I said, oh, okay. I appreciate that. And so uh, he was was trying to communicate. He said, you can't, you won't get off first, number one. So we'll see if we get um, past it um, today. But um, I believe it's something unique in it. And I believe it's something very powerful that God wants to communicate to us. Uh, So I want to kind of jump there. Let's go back to Genesis 1 and 1. And let's just begin there and just let Holy Spirit lead and guide us. The scripture says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And let's just stay there for a minute. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I want to remind you of something, just a quick little review of what we talked about last week. A portion of it is we talked about who are we? Who are we? And to give you context, this is what we said. We are the greatest and highest creation of God. We are made in his image. We are created for a relationship with God. I love that because we see that in the power of Genesis later, I think it's Genesis 3, and when we see the intimacy um, that man has with God, God walking in the cool of the day, right? And so we see that God created man for relationship. And I want to share something with you that you might not think about often, um, and I think I mentioned it last week. God really wants to be friends with you. And that really changes the game in a major way because we, don't, we no longer see God as just lording over us, right? And he is Lord, and he is, uh, uh, he is lording for sure over our lives. But there is a connection with him, the intimacy of friendship, the intimacy of friendship with God. And can I tell you this? God is concerned about everything about you, even the things that you think aren't important to him. One of my favorite things to do is to minister to children. And the reason why, and to be specific, to prophesy to children, because do not call me to come to your children's ministry at your church, uh, but, but specifically to prophesy to children. And it's because oftentimes children feel like, I don't know if I'm important. If I, I don't know if I count, you know. And I, I, one of my favorite things is to prophesy to the destiny Um, of children because all of us matter to God. Wherever we are in our journey, no no matter who we've been, all of us matter to God. We're important. You are his friend and um, he's your friend. So here's here's something else to add on to that idea of who we are. We have dignity. Uh, We have dignity. We have value and purpose simply because of the fact that we're created by him. Yeah, that's important. You, You have dignity you have value. Like what do you bring to the table is necessary, is necessary and it's vitally important, right? And, and you have purpose. You have purpose. Like there's a reason why you're here. 
let's go a little bit further. We talked about this thought too. Why are we here? We talked about who are we or who are we, but now let's talk about why are we here? We are here, and this is where we want to focus for a moment, to live and create for and by God. We're here to live and create for and by God. So remember last week we talked about the fact that we must all embrace we are creatives, right? We have to all embrace we are creatives. And one of the things that I told you to X out of your language is this idea that I'm not creative, right? That's what people say when they're trying to communicate they're not a singer, a writer, or some type of artist. But you're blocking uh, a dimension of your inheritance when you say, I am not creative. So there's something really powerful about you embracing that you're not only here to live, right? But you're here, you're create, you're here to, to live and create for and by Jesus. Okay. Now we talked about evolution last week and we talked about how when evolution comes into place, if we want to pull into evolution, then what we're doing is Xing God out. And to remove the creator is to remove your creativity, right? So we don't want to remove God as creator, and we don't want to think that we just evolved into whatever we are um, and whatever we have become. We really want to embrace the fact that the creator is what connects us to creativity. So I want you to even think about that in your worship. I want you to really realize that if you're on any kind of dry place creatively, I want you to zone in in worshiping God as creator. I want you to zone in on worshiping God as creator. You say, why does that matter? Well, God is really known in scripture as the multi-breasted one. There is so much to God. When you think you figured out one dimension, another dimension opens up. You think you know this about God, then God reintroduces himself to you. And that's what I love. If, if God was a God that I could just figure out, like there would be no need at all for me to be worshiping him. He has to be God, and that means that, that he's bigger and greater than anything that I could ever experience or really contain in my mental, uh, my mental capacity. So we, we have to embrace him as creator. And I want to encourage you that in your devotion time, um, as, as you go through the rest of this week, obviously we're at hump day, for the rest of this week and going into next week, I want you to find some scriptures that just talk about creator and his creation, right? The creator, his creation, and just worship into that. And I think some of you who have been in some dry places, this is a prophetic word, by the way. Uh, we've been in some dry places. There's like an awakening that's going to happen. This week, as you really press into that, God's going to, hallelujah, God's going to do something very unusual for you. And where you felt like there have been blockers, those blockers are no longer going to exist. So we're in Genesis chapter 1, right? Let's go back there. Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And the earth was without form and void, and darkness um, was, uh, was, was um, on the face of the deep. Let's deal with that for a moment. Many theologians believe that at this point in time in Genesis, the reason why the earth was was without form and void and that darkness was there because they believe that this was a result of Satan being cast down um, as lightning to the earth. Now, a lot of the theologians believe that, and that's why the earth was in this particular space, right? So we're not stepping into something necessarily that wasn't there before, obviously, because the earth was, it was there, but it was without form, right? It was void, it was darkness. So something existed before he even started creating. I need you to get that. 
the earth was already there. So something existed before he started creating. Okay? So now we could go on a whole long journey about what was happening before this moment. We could, we could go on a whole long journey of what was happening in the earth before here. But what we are convinced of, because the second verse tells us this, that the earth was already there. But it was just without form and void and darkness. So if we wanted to follow theologians to this belief system, it could be very possible that's what happened. Um, that, that this was a space and a time where Satan was cast down as lightning. And then therefore the impact of that darkness that he carried um, as he began to literally go against the king and his kingdom and his way of doing things, this could have been what happened in the earth. Could be. Okay? And, so, and so as we go on this journey, we see that from the beginning, someone was there. Obviously, um, God the Father was there, but we also see the movement of Holy Spirit. right? So Holy Spirit was hovering, moving from the beginning. And then I want you to also see the marriage of Holy Spirit and water from the beginning. Right. So if you go and you study through scripture, you're going to consistently see Holy Spirit as fire. You'll see him as fire. But you're going to also see Holy Spirit as water, as water. And so there's already from the beginning this powerful connection between Holy Spirit and water. And we see him hovering over the face of the waters. Right. Wherever there's going to be creativity, there has to be Holy Spirit. If you're trying to be creative. Without Holy Spirit, you're going to find yourself creating by a false kingdom. The Spirit had to be hovering before even God the Father said anything. The Spirit had to be hovering before God God the Father said anything. So that's very important. So before you create, it has to be the involvement of Holy Spirit. First, before you create. So we are not creating out of our flesh. And it doesn't mean that there is like, we're not talking about that it has to be Christianese things. So we're not talking about, you know, Holy Ghost fire uh, bundles of hair. You know, you don't have to call it that kind of stuff and be corny and, and miss out on money. We're not saying that. But what we are saying is that if you're in with Holy Spirit, he knows culture. He's clear on how to invade it, right? If we really want to connect that, we'll go back to Acts 2. And we see in Acts 2, when Holy Spirit descended, he gave what? Every man heard their own language, right? This was not them speaking in unknown tongues from the aspect of me just praying in my prayer language. But as Holy Spirit descended, everybody heard their own language, right? Men from all kinds of places heard their own language. So when Holy Spirit is present, he will give you the language of whatever culture that you need to connect with. So in your creative process, if you allow Holy Spirit to be there, that's the benefit of Holy Spirit. He's going to give you language for whatever sphere of influence or whatever part of culture that you're called to. Language is always given, but it's always connected to Holy Spirit hovering. So if you try to create outside of Holy Spirit hovering, you're going to miss out. You're going to move into flesh things. Um, You'll move into things because here's the truth. If God gave you the ability to create, this possible for you to create out of side of Holy Spirit. You can create outside of him, but it doesn't mean that it's something that God wanted you to create. 
You, because he gave that into you in, innately. You were born with that creative ability. You were born with that. So you can go start creating some stuff, but it doesn't mean that Holy Spirit was involved. So for me, and I'm sure many of you are watching it agree, and I'm sure the folks that are on the couch and the, and the stools agree with me, is like, I want Holy Spirit to be in whatever I'm creating. That's so important. I, if 2020 didn't tell us anything, we don't have time to waste. Okay? We don't have time to play games. We don't have time to just kind of be rolling and doing whatever. We need Holy Spirit to be a part of this process and to help us to become and to create whatever it is that we're supposed to create. And so let's kind of keep going forward in this creation process. So we see the Holy Spirit is present. Something powerful happens in verse 3. The Bible says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. I want you to pay close attention to that. And God saw the light, and it was good, right? And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, many of us would think, oh, okay, it was the sun, but not so. The sun didn't come into play until the fourth day. So what is this? If there's no sun and there's no moon yet, what is this? What is this? So you have to go back to the original language and you find out that that word for light there is the word O-R, which just simply means light, but it comes from a root word or O-W-R, which means illumination. When you think of illumination, I want you to think revelation. That before God created anything, he built everything based upon revelation. So he didn't move into anything else. He said, let there be light. But what's important is that you realize that he divided the light from the darkness. From the beginning, he wanted there to be a clear divider between what comes from him and what comes from the dark one. From the beginning, there was a clear line. Humans like to cause for gray. From the very beginning, God said, if we're going to do this, there's going to be a clear line. I divide light from darkness. Humanity likes them mixed. Now, but listen to what I'm saying. I'm not talking about us being light and going into darkness. That's important. What I'm talking about is there being a marriage of light and darkness in you. I'm not, we are called as the church to go into the darkness and be the light, for sure. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there has to be a clear marker on what looks like light and what looks like darkness. I'm not talking about clothing. I'm not talking about tattoos. My, my jeans be as skinny as they are. They are right now, okay? Uh, you know, I, my body is tatted. I'm not saying all of those kinds of things that people try to mark as holy and unholy. The only way that you can know what's holy and unholy is to ask the holy God. When you ask him, he begins to tell you. And the only way you're going to find out how he feels about it is his word. I'm going to tell you, you can't even just trust automatically whatever voice you're hearing. You cannot trust automatically whatever voice you're hearing. Why am I saying that to you? Because there are so many people who are being led by voices right now. Oh, my Lord, the voices are telling them, do this, do that, go there, do that, do this, that, that, and that, and the other. All kinds of voices that exist. That does not mean that these voices are the voice of God. We are in a land of many voices. 
We're in a land of many voices. I think about what happened when, when those, um, those, those folks, um, they, they, they charged the Capitol. There was a voice driving them. And people can blame President Trump if you want to, and I won't say that he didn't have some party in his leadership, but I, I'm going to say at the end of the day, there was another voice behind the voice called Trump. Yeah, when destruction comes into place, the Bible's very clear. God comes that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The only destroyer that exists is Satan. So you, I'm not talking political stuff. I'm not talking about Republic, Democrat. I'm not talking about any of that right now. I'm talking about any voice that encourages destruction. It is the voice of the destroyer behind it. Modern day terrorism, domestic terrorism. It is an enemy behind that. It's that same enemy that was cast down by lightning from heaven to the earth. It's that voice that's behind that voice. There has to be a clear distinction. A clear distinction. There has to be a clear distinction even from the level of who is driving you. Who is driving you? If you don't get that, God drives people. Right. God, the father drove Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus, he, he had this powerful moments of time. He'd experienced these things. And then the Bible says that he was driven into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. Jesus was driven. And if Jesus, as an example for you, how you should operate in the earth was driven, then every single believer must be driven. But we must be driven by the right one. And so there has to be a distinction on who's, what voices I'm listening to and what's driving me. What's driving me in life right now, right? Because if, if the right thing is driving me, that's how I'm going to get fulfillment of purpose. If the wrong thing is driving me, I'm going to end up at the place of what he provides, destruction. 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 So God said, you know what? I saw the light. It was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. He divided the light. Clear distinction. A matter of fact, would you just type that in the comments right now? Would you just type in clear distinction? Clear distinction. Okay? Uh, don't spell it wrong. You just Google real quick, figure it out how to spell it, and then put it in there. But clear, <laughs> clear distinction. It is so important that it's there in every area of your life, right? And that you embrace that because that's the only way you're going to be fully be the light. That revelation. So everything was built upon revelation. Everything, every bit of it, every bit of it was built upon revelation. So that's important. That's important. You know, Jesus even said, they begin to talk about the church right? Talk about the church. And it talked about the rock. The church would be built on the rock. The rock is revelation. Is revelation. It's going to, it's going to, the right revelation is going to make sure that you're taking where you need to go, right? You have to have light. You have to have light. That revelation is going to change everything for you. You've got to have revelation. Even Jesus asked, was having a conversation. He said, who did men say that I am? Right? Who do men say that I am, right? Because you have to, and that is, ooh, thank you, Lord. That's a powerful question for today, right? I think Jesus is still asking that question. Who, 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 who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am? 
because there's so many ideas of Christ. But I'm going to say that it can only be formed out of the word. Okay? There is no revelation without the word. Revelation comes in to bring light to the word. If you don't have word in you, you have what we're going to call for tonight false revelation. So you have stuff telling you something, but what can it illuminate if nothing's there? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. It is the word that I have that he brings light upon and then therefore gives me direction. So there's a lot of people that get these revelations. Revelation, revelation, revelation. Everybody has revelation, but their word level is low. So what is he, what is he, what is the light coming on? What is the light on? Right? So you've got to have that word in there. Revelation is going to be key. And I believe the Lord is bringing you into new levels of revelation. As you dig into his word, something is awakening for you. And can I tell you what you need to know for your creative process in life, whether that's creating a healthy family, whether that's creating a business, whether that's creating whatever it is, uh, a source of income. All of that is going to be found in the word. Now, I know people want all these other kinds of ways of doing things, but can I tell you, the Lord will breathe upon a word. And here's, here's what I tell people who are just starting out in the word, and maybe you are, and I don't want you to feel judged at all. Maybe you're just saying, you know, maybe you're convicted right now. You're like, you know, that's right. I don't read. I don't study the Bible. Okay, we've all been there at some point. How do we respond to that then? We got to start. Here's a tip that I want to give you about taking in the word. Um, don't dive in automatically trying to understand everything. It is possible for your natural mind to not comprehend what your spirit man is. This is spirit food. This is spirit food. And if you begin to fill your spirit enough, it'll start overtaking your mind. It'll start directing your mind. Because remember, the mind is a gift God gives you, and it can be directed. It can be stewarded. It can be handled. That's why the Bible even talks about you, we can cast down imaginations. What is that? That's the activity of the mind. You have the ability to deal with the activity of the mind. You have authority over the mind. So the more words you take in, it can begin to affect your mind, your thinking, your processing. You'll be able to grow, develop, and become greater and move to the next level. But it's all upon the word. The more word you take in, the more you're going to understand how to get the money you want. How are you going to find out how to be a good wife, a good husband, a good son, a good daughter? All of that is found in the word. And I want to encourage you that before you read outside sources, and I'm a reader, I, I'm a reader, I believe leaders read, right? Leaders are readers. It's so important for you to read. But I think it's so, it's even more important that you don't go to outside texts before you talk to God himself in the word. Because I'm not talking about my folks that just want to soak all day and not read. I soak more than most. But I'm going to tell you, it's based upon the word. What am I meditating on? That's how we open ourselves up to strange fire. 
if I move into realms of meditation, sitting around, talking to who? And meditating on what? You understand it? You've got to meditate on his word. That's what brings your life. I know Oprah didn't say that. She just said sit in the tub and have some moments. But I'm going to tell you, these moments you haven't need to be on the word. I know your quiet time. Yeah, quiet time on the word. And allow him to lead you and guide you. All right? So, again, this light happened before the fourth day. Now, we're going to skip around a little bit today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Praise God. Uh, 1 Corinthians, uh, no, I'm lying. Genesis, I don't know why I just said 1 Corinthians, because I say it a lot every single week. I'm always talking about prophecy. I meant Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. <laughs> Genesis 1, verse 14. And the saints over here were starting to turn. They was going to 1 Corinthians. They was going with me. But, um, but Genesis 1, verse number 14. And the Bible says, then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens. Here we go. Here's the moon. Here's the sun, right? To divide the day from the night. And let there be for signs and seasons. Lord Jesus. All right. This is very powerful. So he releases the sun and the moon, listen to me, as a gift to you. As a gift to you. What? For signs and for seasons. Right? So we're not... We're not like in this way. We're like God in that we are not we are not imprisoned to time. We're not imprisoned to the day. We're not imprisoned to the night. Time has been given as a gift. Okay, a gift so that you can measure. A gift so you can measure. Now, I need to talk to you about about this gift. To not properly manage your time is to tell God, I hate your gift. I gave it to you for signs and for seasons, and you mismanage it. I, I, I gave it to you and said, here you go. This is how you're going to be able to operate in this realm. I'm going to give you day and night. I'll give you sun and moon. I'll give this to you as a gift so that you can manage. You're actually a spiritual being that comes out of the heaven in the existence of eternity. You come from the eternal where time is not a thing. Right? In the eternal, time is not a thing. It's, it's not a thing. It only becomes a thing in this realm. Right. It only becomes a thing. So I'm going to allow you to be able to manifest the eternity in you the way it should be manifest in this realm by giving you night and day, sun and moon for you to mismanage it is to say, no, thank you. I hate your gift. I actually prefer to just float through this experience. To just move and wherever it takes me, it takes me. No, I place you into this realm so that you can be effective, not just exist. So we got two things happening here. We got people that are, are being effective, meaning they're making the most out of the sun and the moon, the day and the night. They're making the most out of it. They're being effective. They're, they're creating. They're making it happen. It's working for them. They're not a slave to it. 
And then we have people who are just existing. A lot of people who consider themselves creatives like the mode of floating. And I want to break up something that's been cultural in the earth that you may think is a creative thing, and I want to tell you it's a deterrent that Satan sent to you. It's actually a thought process that Satan lit to be born in the earth to pull creators out of their creativity. And the reason why you think that that is not is because you've been able to do that and have some creativity. But some creativity is a world away from all the creativity you're supposed to bring to the table. So you could with some activity, some creativity, or do you want to manifest all the creativity that God's designed for you to do? In order for you to manifest all the creativity, you've got to rock it out by whatever he put in place for you to manifest in this earth realm. The day and the night, the sun and the moon, right? So now it's given, you, given to you for signs, signs, right? For signs. If you understand signs, signs will tell you and be markers along the journey. Signs come and give you markers along the journey. Um, they'll let you know, right? As you're, as you're driving down a, a, a street or whatever, you see signs. It helps you understand direction. Helps you understand which way to go, which way to turn, which way, which way how to do X, Y, and Z. Time. Time, right? And it's beautiful that he did it, right? If he didn't give time, you, could, you can get impregnated and just be pregnant forever, right? Just, just <laughs> pregnant. But he put a time to that thing. It's a nine-month system, right? There's a nine-month system in place, right? Time was giving you the gift as a marker. If you go over nine months, doctors become a little concerned, right? They, they start talking about inducing you, yeah. right? If, if you come, if you're born too early, doctors are concerned. They have to go and put you in incubators in. Is that what they're called? Okay, my children was in it, my twins, and I couldn't hear. I just want to make sure I was saying it right. Uh, they, they, they put you in there. Why? Because you were too early, right? So if you don't utilize time for signs, you're going to end up being late or early. And you, but you've got to use time correctly so that you can be on time. Why? For every, for every time, there's, there's a reason, there's, there's, a, there's something for every single time, there's a connection to it. Everything has a time connected to it. Yeah. Everything has a time. Is Ecclesiastes that talks about there's a time for this, there's a time for that, a time for this, a time for that. So everything has a time connected to it. That's a gift. So I want you to shift your mentality from being frustrated about time and make time work for you. We're talking about I'm created to create. I cannot properly create without time, right? Time's not my enemy. Time's my friend. If I think about it like that, it'll shift how I handle something. Most of us will not hang out with our enemies. Most of us are not going to, right? People we can't stand, we can't stand you. We're going to, come on, the saints got a strong block ministry. I be fine, and I don't be knowing that people block me, cause I'm not like you know I'm not a I'm not really a blocker, right? And and to be honest with you, people who I even want to block, I don't block, and I'm gonna tell you why, because if people were to find out because of my posture of leadership that I block them, even though I don't want to see them, then it creates this space of offense. Yeah. 
So I just mute your butt. <laughs> I just mute you, but I don't, I don't follow you. Um, but I will go to people's, I've gone to people's pages and I'm like, oh, they unfollowed me? Because, you know, like on Instagram, it'll say, you know, you can know, you can tell if somebody, you know, is, I'm like, they unfollowed me and they, or people blocked me. People, but I'll never forget this. I'll tell this quick story about a block. My wife will say, why did I share it? But I'm going to share it. There was a pastor, a very well-known pastor, that um, had a previous marriage when he came to preach at my church, okay? He had a different wife, okay? You know how preachers have starter wives. It's not just the NBA stars that do it. Preachers do it too. And so he had his starter wife. So when he came... To my church to preach, he had to start a wife. We took pictures, my forever wife and his starter wife. I'm just saying. So we all, the four of us, took pictures. Well, it was anniversary time some years back. And so I say, well, let me post the picture. No, I didn't even do it. No, 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 it wasn't me. The church posted the picture of me, my forever wife, this gentleman, his starter wife. Okay. We take the, we, they post a picture. I repost it in my stories. I'm really not even thinking about it. I repost it. Um, and all of a sudden, I go to look at this man of God's page and I am blocked. He and his new wife have absolutely blocked me from their social media. And I'm like, so were you trying to erase this lady? You did have, like, four kids by her. I mean, my God, in, like, 15-some years of ministry, and she gave you her all, but now I ain't put out because... Anyway, so people will block. <laughs> Story had nothing to do with this message. I just felt like sharing. Um, and so people will block, right? <laughs> people will block people when they're ready, you know, to get rid of... This was the important thing, is that... Why did I even talk about blocking before? What was I? Where did it come from? I, I was saying something. The creative block. So some of, thank you, Pastor Eddie. So <laughs> some of you have had all kind of blocks. Just moving creative. Okay. All right. So we're in, we're in, we're in <laughs> the fourth day. The day and the night. The day and the night. Let them be signs, right? Let them be for signs, and get this, and for seasons. You won't know when a time is up for something, someone, a relationship, a place, or a thing if you do not have time with you. You'll stay in things longer than you should. Let's keep moving. And for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth, and it was so. Verse 16, then God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule by day, the sun, the lesser light to move by night, the moon. He made the stars also. God sent them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So we again are seeing that confirmation that the sun and the moon came later. That was something different happening in the first part of Genesis chapter 1. Now, let's jump back up to verse 11. Back up to verse 11, and I want you to see something here. Again, I want you to type into the comments, I am created to create. I am created to create. The Bible says in verse 11, then God says, 
Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind. That's one of the favorite scriptures of people who want to fight for marijuana. So the herb that yields seed. That's why everybody they go right here. To this. See, the Bible gave it to us, and, 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 and I'm not going to fight you that it's a plant that's been given. I just want to, I want to caution everyone about the abuse of anything. That's what I want to caution you on. Because I'm going to tell you all the truth, and I'm not giving you a license to go and smoke marijuana, but I'm going to tell you there is no scripture that tells you flat out that you can't smoke weed. I want it to be one. I tried to find it. <laughs> I was talking to, as a matter of fact, I was talking to my, one of my spiritual daughters about this, some, I don't know how long ago, and we were talking about, hey, I, I wish it was there, because she had asked me the question. I was like, but it ain't in there. Now, what there is, the Bible is very careful about teaching us about discipline. So I want you to be very careful to not abuse anything. And if you can't live without a thing, it has control over you. So if you got a day you can't move and you can't think straight without smoking that weed, you are bound. Any day where you can't go a day without getting some, you are bound. You, you got a day and you, you can't go without taking back a drink, you are bound. So we want you to, and that's not judgment. I, hey, I've been bound. I was a whole addict of a lot of stuff in life. And I want you to know that God sets you free. I'm a living witness that God has set me free. He'll set you free as well. But anyway, so the herbs is there. It's there, y'all. Um, and, and listen here. And the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself. That's where I really wanted to pay attention to. Notice that everything is supposed to create after its own kind. Right. And that's very powerful. Verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass and the herb that yield seed according to its kind and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, here it is. Here you are. Let us let us. Do you see the beautiful teamwork that was already happening in Genesis? God himself didn't do anything without the team. So this I mentality is not a God mentality. This me, 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 me mentality is not from God. Mm -mm. It's actually from Satan. What God intends for you to do, everything you do, he wants a team around it. Community was a reality in Genesis. God the Father, God the Son... God, Holy Spirit, communing together to do the work that needed to be done, all right? So and this is what I need you to, I really want you to grab a hold of that because there's an attack on community right now. There's a, I'm just prophetically teaching tonight. There, there's, a, there's an attack on community right now. And part of the way the enemy did it was through 2020 to push people into isolation, and to make us feel okay with isolation. But God himself really didn't operate in isolation, right? It's, it's these three persons, same God, three working in communion together. He said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion. Let's just stop there. Dominion. Dominion. Every single one of us 
has been created with dominion. With dominion. That means that everyone has a domain that you're supposed to have dominion over. You've been given a domain. You've been given a space to rule and to reign. You've been given delegated authority from the Godhead to you. What's going to be very important is that you don't misuse or abuse your authority. To misuse your authority is found in not using your authority as well. When you don't use your authority, you're misusing your authority. So here you are, a person full of authority and being given dominion and then not initiating the operation of that dominion. You've moved into misuse by non-use. You've moved into misuse by, it's called neglect. Right? It's called neglect. You're neglecting the sphere of influence you're called to, and we, we do it under the guise of fear. I'm afraid to step out and be who I'm supposed to be. I'm afraid to go into that particular world. I'm afraid to go into that space. I'm afraid, and I get it. I get it, but what I've been telling people more and more, okay, I, 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 cast, the, I cast out devils, you know, I, I do that, you know, for a living, I cast out devils. And so, um, but, but I don't only cast out fear, some people I'm like, just do it scared. If, if, you, if you just, I mean, just do it. Just do it. I am literally, I'm stepping into some stuff that I, can and I, I cannot tell you that I'm fully convinced about. I just know he said it. And even with the little 2% of me that's like, is this going to work, really? I'm just doing it. Because I will not let fear overpower my faith. My faith must live, and my faith must overpower my fear. And faith is action. You've been called by God to have dominion. And I, and I think I'm going to park there. You've been called by God to have dominion. And, and I really want you to embrace that. I want you to embrace that because there's a world waiting for people to carry their dominion, to take authority over the part of the earth realm you've been given authority to. You've been created to create. You've also been created to rule. And, and as you go into your rulership, whatever has been attacking Whatever sphere of influence you've been called to, you have a special grace and anointing to combat it. To combat it. This dominion that was given to, 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 to Adam, listen, this dominion that was given was really his ability to come up against the snake. It was really his ability to guard against the snake, to have authority over where the snake could go and do in his sphere of influence. But he did not own his leadership. He didn't own his dominion. You've got to own it. And when you own it, whatever the serpent is trying to do in and around about your life, he will not be successful when you own your leadership, you own your dominion, and you tell hell what to do. I need to just lean into that. You do not allow hell to tell you anything. You rule the powers of hell. You step upon the enemy's head. You crush his head with your heel. 
You understand? You do this thing and you operate in it and then the shift comes. And I believe that there's a shift that's coming to many of your lives, but it's going to come upon you owning who you are. You stop letting that enemy rule your home. We'll do part three next week, y'all. You stop letting that enemy rule your home. You stop letting that enemy rule your space, rule your job, rule your country. There's just some stuff as God's apostle and as, a, as an apostle and as a prophet in this nation that I just said, it's not going to happen on my watch. I just refuse I refuse to let it come. When the governor tried to shut down the mouths of the believers, I was so hot that day. I was, y'all, some of y'all, you know, religious is going to make you upset. I was pissed. <laughs> Off. And I immediately was about to go live. And my wife, because I got a good one, she was like, nah, Rev. <laughs> You, you, you got connections with politicians. You got connections. You, you, you are you in that world. I don't think it's wise for you to just go live in the state you're in. I think you need to go somewhere and calm down first and find out what your steps are going to be. Because I was like, how is he going to tell us that we have to stop praising God? I knew it was an assault from hell. And, and, I, and, I, and I made a decision as an apostle. I made a decision not in my state. So I immediately did the work in the natural. I sent my a long email um, to people that I knew were connected to him. And I sent a long email to my mayor, letting them know, you can say what you want to say. Now, in a very kind way, I said it. I didn't say it like that. Um, but, but in a very kind way, I told him, you can say what you want to say. You will never stop our praise. And we're not going to stop praising because we don't answer to you. Not for our praise, we don't. And I made a decision that I would take that kind of stand in our state because I know it's a part of my domain. And I'm not going to allow the enemy, even through an elected official, right? You, 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 you're temporary, bro. And I'm not going to allow you, Mr. Newsom, to affect what we are doing. Our voices must be heard. And the enemy wants to muzzle us, but we can't allow it. You've got to take that level of authority and that level of dominion, even when it's not popular. You make a decision what comes in and out of your house. It's a term we use when we're training our intercessors, our prophetic people here at our church, called a gatekeeper. You've got to be a gatekeeper to your home. You stop all that weak punk stuff and sitting around letting everything just ravage your house. And then whining and crying. Get up. Take your dominion and tell hell to get out of there. You tell hell, you can't have my husband, my wife, my kids, my mom, my sister, nobody. And get, don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. We all have points where we become a little weak. But then you get back up. You fill yourself up with the word of God. You strengthen yourself and you look that devil right in the face and say, not here and not now. I will be who God created me to be when he created me. He created me with dominion. What is the dominion? What's the domain, rather, that he's called for you to have dominion in? That is also the space you can create in. That's the space you're supposed to rule in. You have authority in that space. You have authority in that space. Let Holy Spirit be a part of that creative process. Let that relationship, that powerful intimacy with the Godhead, be a ruling force 
to lead you into where you need to go. I'm going to pause there, and we're going to continue this thought next week. Let me pray for you right where you are. Father, thank you. Thank you for your grace um, right now. I think there's just a supernatural grace that's being released to your children. There is a strengthening that's happening to the authority of your children. Where the enemy has tried to knock them down. I thank you. There is a strength that's coming. Mm. Is hitting you in your belief system. The core of you. What you believe about God and what you believe he said about you. It's hitting you. He's hitting you in that core area. That's where the strength of God is coming. In your belief system. Woo! That's where the enemy has been trying to pull you left and right. Is in what you believe. I know in whom I believe and whom I trust. Mm. Woo. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but I shall trust in the name of the Lord. There's a strengthening that's coming. As a matter of fact, where you are right in your home, I, just as a supernatural sign, as a natural sign rather, as a supernatural activity, just lay your hands in your belly right now. Something's about to hit you in the next 120 seconds, I prophesy to you. If you feel with the spirit with the evidence of tongues, I want you just to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. If not, just pray in your understanding. But place your hand right there. Something power. Whoa! zedure. Woo! Be strong in the power of his might. But sobrando rambakandeya. You're not weak. Oh my God. You're strong. And even in your weakness, he is making you. Oh, the strength of God. The strength of God is descending in your inner man. The strength of God is being released to every partner of all nations, San Bernardino, to all of our friends that are watching right now. The strength of God. Hey, it's time to arise, church. It's time to arise and take our place. It's time to arise. It's time to arise and take our position. It's time to arise. It's time to arise and be who God has created us to be. It's that time. My God, my God. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken in this hour. But you need to make a decision that with all of the shaking that's happening, oh, my belief system is going to be grounded in who I know. Glory to God. I, I know in who. Whom I believe. Oh, I know in whom I trust. His name is Jesus, mighty God. His name is Jesus. And nothing else compares to him. And nothing else is like him. Nothing else will ever compare to him. And I trust in him tonight. 
I believe in him tonight. And I will not be moved by doctrines of demons. And I will not be moved by spirits of delusion. And I will not be removed. And not only will I not be removed, I'm not going to allow anything connected to my dominion to be moved. Oh, my state won't be moved. The city I live in won't be moved. The city I serve in won't be moved. The city I work in won't be moved. My business won't be moved. My church won't be moved. Nothing in and around me won't be moved. I'm telling you, there's a stabilizing force. Hear me all nations, San Bernardino, as we come to the close of this fast. There is a dakusha. There is a strength that's coming upon you. My God, it's happening in your inner man. And the Lord just told me it's going to hit your mind too. Oh, that enemy's been trying to have you wavering in your thoughts. But I feel the stabilizing force of the Holy Ghost coming upon your thoughts. My God, coming upon your thoughts today. We lose that now. We lose that now through this screen. We lose that. Receive it. Receive it, receive it. There is a strengthening. Hey, sobranga da bandele ilos madan de kenai. Nula mazora bakila bohore si bandan. Miandura sandala baye runde. Resura nala make rondele be. Mandura san. If you've been experiencing mighty God, you've been experiencing mental warfare very strongly, just go ahead and lay your hands on your head right where you are. Something's happening right now. There is a, oh, there is a power. There is a strength. Oh, there's a glory. There's a glory that's hitting you. Oh, my God. The scriptures say, Mark 16, 17, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Some of you have been sick, literally. Your thoughts have been sick. Hallelujah. But as you lay hands on yourself, there is the healing power of Jehovah. Jehovah Rapha. Ah, the Lord that heals us. Ah, he's moving right now. Right there to where you are, whether you're watching this live or on the replay, just receive, receive, hallelujah, what Holy Spirit is doing right now. Oh, my God, he is moving. Come on, he is moving, he's moving. I know it's unusual for some of you. The same Holy Ghost that moves when we're on the stage is the same one that's doing on the couch. The Holy Spirit, some of you are so driven and needed for musicians to cause an encounter for you to happen. I love the ministry. And I believe in the minstrels, but God wants to bring you and use this intimate time for you to be able to come into Him. Come on, just right now, press into that mighty God. Just press into that. Hey, 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 hey. I heard the Lord say He's breaking the destabilizing force of the enemy. Woo! He's breaking the destabilizing force of the enemy. Let Him do it. Oh, my God. Let him do it. Let him do it right now. Let him do it. He's moving. Woo! That same spirit. I hear you, Lord. Ah, in Genesis, the spirit of God is hovering. He's hovering. Some of you are feeling like your life is full of nothing right now. You feel like you have nothing to show for the years that you have lived. And you're looking at life right now. As a matter of fact, you had a conversation with God this week. And you said, God, how could it be this way after all these years of living? Are you going to leave me with these ruins? And he told me to tell you tonight, he's hovering. He is hovering. He's hovering. He's hovering. He's hovering. And he's moving. Oh, mighty God. Hello, Sobata. He's hovering. He's hovering. He's moving. He's moving in your life. The power of the Holy Ghost. Woo. 
I break the destabilizing force of the enemy. But there's a fresh strength. There's a fresh strength. There's a fresh strength. I keep hearing the name Karen. And I, I, I don't know if there's a Karen watching. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I'm going to tell you, the Lord is doing something very unusual for a Karen. Uh, but, but then the Lord began to talk. I, I, heard, I heard, also heard uh, James, and I don't know if that's a last name or where that fits, but, but the Lord is doing something really powerful. I mean, there's just a, ooh, there's just a, um, I can sense it now literally on me. There's like a, a fire that's soothing. I, I, don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but there's like a, wow. There's like a fire that's soothing. If you just let that, some of you are, are having like some really strong supernatural experiences right now. And I know it's unusual for you. I don't want you to fight that. But what you're sensing is the move of Holy Spirit. It's like, it's, I sense it on me now. There is, there is like a fire, but it's soothing. He's burning away, but at the same time, he's giving soothing power to your life. Receive that. Actually, you, you're, actually you're not going to have to use that other thing you use to rest anymore. Yeah. Um, um, so there's somebody watching me that's been on uh, taking really strong Xanax. Not only are you taking that, there's somebody else that's been doing something with uh, sleeping pills every night. There, ooh, there's a, there's a, um, there, there are people who have been dependent upon these things to, to pull you to a place of peace to get the sleep you need. Not tonight, not ever again. A matter of fact, there is a deliverance anointing present right now to break it. You made a covenant with this thing that it would get you through. And you've already said out of your mouth that you need it to make it. And the Lord told me to tell you today, you don't. You don't need it to make it. You need him to make it. And oh, and Holy Spirit is visiting you. Is visiting you. He's visiting you. He's visiting you right now. Somebody is receiving just a mighty healing in their knee area. My knees specifically right now are on fire right now. And it, I know it's a, it's a way of God getting a word of knowledge to me right now that he's healing knees. And so I, I want you to receive that right now. If you're having any problems, whoa, I, I, I'm trying my best to not be a weird prophet guy. But I'm having, without a doubt, some very powerful encounters right now for what God is doing in and through your life, uh, your knees. And if you're having any problem with your knees, just lay your hands on it. I'm going to tell you what it feels like. It literally feels like icy hot. That's literally what it feels like is, is on my knees right now. And I'm telling you right now, just receive that. I feel like that same manifestation is about to hit you. Just go ahead and lay your hands on your knees. I believe that same manifestation is going to hit you. He's healing knees right now. And a matter of fact, just go ahead and do what you couldn't do before without pain. Just go in it. Wow. Just go ahead and, and allow him to do what, what you could not do, what you couldn't do without pain. Allow him to heal you. I want you to go ahead and look for the healing. Don't look for the pain. Just do it right now. Look for the healing. Don't look for the pain. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're experiencing at least an 80% difference, um, I want you to just go ahead and put in the comments, I'm healed. Not by faith, only if you're experiencing an 80% or more difference. Just go ahead and drop into the comments, I'm healed. There's something very powerful happening. And we just lean into that. We lean into that. We lean into that. We're okay with that. Come on, we're a supernatural gathering, right? We're a supernatural church, and we just, we just, we embrace that. We're not fighting that. We just embrace that. Even in our homes, we embrace what Holy Spirit is doing. We embrace how Holy Spirit is moving. 
right? We're not going to box him in to it having to happen in a live worship experience. We're going to just let him do what he's doing. He's doing something unusual. Let him do it. It's a day of the unusual. And lastly, I'll tell you this. We'll never go back to what it was. Okay? And, uh, and, and for some of us, we grieve it. If you're like me, I'm a church boy. I have grieved what once was. I have grieved what once was. But the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, you will never go back to once, which once was, meaning the way we've done church in the past. We have moved into a new era. We have moved into a new time. And if you have blocked yourself in or boxed yourself in to just one experience with Holy Spirit, you're going to miss out. Okay? Let him break the part of religion that's still in you, that's fighting you from having an encounter right there on your couch. But he's, he's reaching you. If you just say, God, whatever you're into, you know, whatever you want to do, just let him do that. And the kingdom of God is going to manifest. I'm not telling you what I read somewhere. I'm telling you what I had to do. Okay. So just let him just move in and through you. Listen, I, I, I want to I do something really quick. I want to pray for some people who are watching right now that needs to get their lives to Jesus. Like you're, you're watching as you see all this supernatural activity stuff. You're like, what's happening, right? I need Jesus. And some of you are re receiving Jesus for the first time. You need the forgiveness of sins. It doesn't matter who you've been. Listen, I was messed up. Many of the people who are watching right now, all of them were jacked up at some point in time and still going through a process. We all needed Jesus. We all need him now. And I, and I want you to take this moment today to open up your heart. Jesus is literally knocking at the door of your heart saying, let me in. You don't have to get it together. Just let him handle that part. Let him handle that part. Uh, would you give your life to Christ today and get a new start, a new beginning, um, a new journey? Like, I believe that this is that day. For some of you, it's receiving Christ for the first time, but I'm convinced, I know for sure, that there's some people on here who feel like you're far from God. You feel like you've gotten off track. You feel like you've gone astray. You've given your life to Christ before, but you feel like you're off course. Tonight, I want to give you an opportunity, and it's really Holy Spirit using me to do it, giving you an opportunity to come unto him. Okay? So what this is going to look like, in a moment, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. This prayer that you're going to pray is just receiving Christ into your heart and confessing with your mouth that God has raised him from the dead. And the Bible says you're saved. It means like all of your sins are wiped away. It's just that simple. I know it's really supernatural, uh, but it's that simple. He just forgives you, right? He forgives you. He died for your sins. He took them upon himself. And so if, if that's you tonight, I, I want you to prepare to, to say this prayer with me. I want you to repeat after me and say, Jesus, I thank you for dying for my sins and rising on the third day. I confess my sins, and I thank you, Lord, for cleansing me of all unrighteousness. Jesus, be the head of my life and be my director. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. That's simple. You're saved. You're saved. You've moved out of the darkness the enemy wanted you in, and you've moved into the light. And I am so excited for you. I really am. Listen, if you're giving your life to Christ today, I want you to text the word lifeline to 94090. I want you to text lifeline to 94090. Listen, it's important that you do it. We have something we want to follow up with you. We have something we want to give you. We need to get that to you. So we need you to follow up with us if you gave your life to Christ. There are some people watching now. You need a good church. And I'm so happy that 
um, the transition has happened because we, we get to really press into being a global church. We are a local church with a global impact. And um, as a local church with a global impact, that means you are able to, from wherever you are in the world, to be a part of this church, right? And we're not just talking about just watching online, we're actually building a community. And I've literally assigned pastors to help me with serving you and caring for you. And uh, Pastor Jose Rodriguez, he's a phenomenal uh, pastor. He's our online campus pastor who works alongside me and my wife to serve you. And we want to serve you. And we want to be your pastors. We want to help you grow and develop. This is a pretty amazing church. And we have created some really cool stuff to help you grow and mature in Christ. And we're the child of church that helps you to be able to become who you're supposed to come become to affect the world. So if you're watching today and you say, hey, I need to be a part of that kind of church, join us tonight. I, I think you're supposed to. I really think so. And you, somebody just said, I wonder if he's talking to me. I am. I'm talking to you. Tonight's your night. And I encourage you to become a partner here of All Nations San Bernardino. And this is how you can do it. If you're making that commitment to join us tonight, I want you to do something first of all, because I believe the people online want to celebrate you. And so if you're joining this church today, would you just type into the comments real quick, I'm home. Would you do that? Would you just type into the comment, I'm home, and we just want to we wanna just welcome you home. If you see anyone typing that in the comments, uh, I want you to do that. And uh, somebody you've been at a church for a really long time, and you know it's time to shift, and you've been hesitating, um, and you feel bad about doing it in pandemic, and the Lord said, there's no reason for shame to be on a shift that I'm bringing to you, obey God. Um, and so um, we celebrate anyone that is possibly joining this movement. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to take it a step further. We got to follow up with you, too. We want to follow up with you. We want to get something to you. It's important that you text new partner to the number 94090. I want you to text new partner to the number 94090. And we're going to follow up with you. We're excited about being your family, being your tribe, being your covenant family. So we're, we're really excited about that. Well, listen, before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into the work of the Lord. Listen, we have stepped into... Um, a very important year. The Lord's made it clear to me that our impact on the world this year will be bigger than all of our years put together as a church, and that's major. That's that's major for us uh, because God's used us to, to reach a lot of people, and I don't say that to be uh, haughty or anything like that. Those are just facts. We're just submitted people who've been willing to go into the world and make disciples of nations, and so um, I'm, I'm excited about that, and I, I'm, more, I'm even more excited about the opportunity that we have to partner with God with our resources, right? Where I can't go, and I may not be able to go, my money can go. My seed can go. I'm excited about, as the world continues to open up this year, I'm excited about our missions team um, that's going to be going out. We're, we're going to South America. Um, and we're going to go out there and transform. I can't wait. I'm going. I'm so super excited about going to go and reach the people out there. I, I'm also excited about how we are supporting as a church, church planting. And we believe that the church is not God's plan B. It's God's master plan. And God, the local church still matters. And we are a big part of church planting around the world. And as you sow your seed here at All Nations San Bernardino, you're helping us to do that. Today, will you let your seed go where you can't go? Would you let your generosity uh, go where maybe you're not supposed to go physically? I want to encourage you tonight to sow in that way. You get a double blessing. You know that you're going to impact people around the world, but at the same time, you know 
that God responds to the giver. He responds to the seed sower. And he, as a matter of fact, gives seed to the sower. Tonight, I want you to sow. And I want you to hesitate. I want you to let the Holy Spirit lead you tonight. I'm not going to give you an amount or anything like that. If it is your day to tithe, go ahead and tithe. Um, if it's your week to tithe, tithe. Give your offerings beside. I want to encourage you to sow that seed. Whoever you are right now, sow that seed. Several ways you can do it, okay? Uh, you can text NYSVD to the number 77977. NYSVD to the number 77977. Sow your seed. Give securely that way, okay? You can also give through our app. Uh, we're going to have a lot of great things that we're unfolding through our app. We want you to be connected to what's happening here at All Nations San Bernardino. Download the All Nations San Bernardino app. Give securely through the app. And then lastly, through our website. You can go to All Nations SBD. That's Sam Boy David. All Nations SBD.com and give securely. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.